We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, December the 7th, 2020. On today's show, Shane Beamer is officially the Gamecocks' new head football coach. I'll break down everything. Shane Beamer, after Saturday's loss to Kentucky, named South Carolina's 36th overall head football coach in school history. Everything unfolding late Saturday into Sunday. And obviously today, I will talk about all of my takeaways, comments, thoughts, some staff shakeup already starting to happen. Shane Beamer's presser later on today at 2 p.m. Guys, Shane Beamer all aboard the Shane train, ladies and gentlemen. I will break down everything with the Gamecocks hiring Shane Beamer as their head football coach. Again, all of my takeaways as South Carolina begins a new era in its football program. Also, we can't get through this Monday show without talking about, guys, what happened on the field Saturday at Kroger Field in Lexington, Kentucky. As the Gamecocks fall to Kentucky to close their 2020 season, 41-18. to 18. I'll talk about the game in its entirety. Also, Kevin Harris hitting 1,000 yards, my biggest takeaway from the game. Hand out some TSUS game balls as well. Also, break down a little men's basketball. South kind of going on the road late Saturday, losing to the 10th-ranked Houston Cougars in a tough game. I'll break down that one, what it means for South Carolina as they try to bounce back this week, later in the week, against the Wofford Terriers. Also, of course, your listener questions, your voicemails. And we do have a fantastic conversation. Former Gamecocks quarterback, Perry Orth, Perry, a great friend of mine, he joins the show to talk briefly about the hiring of Shane Beamer, the 2020 season as a whole, winning the state title with AC Flora, all of that and more, a packed Monday show. Guys, again, all aboard the Shane train. I'm fired up here on a Monday, guys, so sit back, relax, enjoy. It is all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project as you are. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they offer black glove service guys they offer end-to-end packing services custom crating and packaging for special items and cleaning services as well they are founded by greenville natives and university of south carolina alumni guys so a gamecock owned small business they also offer 20 years of project management moving experience and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for guys whether you're in the upstate of south carolina or across the state for that matter if you have any moving needs and we all know how much of a pain in the butt moving can be, right? You lose things, you break things. You simply just don't want to do it. Let the guys over at Upstate Movers Group give you a hand. You can find them on social media and, of course, check out their website, 
upstatemoversgroup.com. That is upstatemoversgroup.com for all of your moving needs. The show is also brought to you by our friends over at Southern Oaks Remodeling. Guys, locally and family owned, over 15 years of experience. They specialize in roofing, windows, doors, siding, and additions, and they're serving the greater Columbia area. Guys, also another Gamecock-owned small business. Gamecocks helping Gamecocks here on the Spurs Up show, guys. If you have any remodeling needs, again, we're in the holiday season. We're less than three weeks away from Christmas, guys. Stop putting off that remodeling project. Get it done today. This is the perfect time of year, and let the folks over at Southern Oaks Remodeling take care of you. Again, they're on social media, Instagram, Facebook. You know the drill. Their website, of course, and if you have any questions, be sure to give them a call. 803-899-0284. That's 803-899-0284. Give them a call and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Also, guys, finally, the show is brought to you by our friends over at my Bookie, folks, with the Christmas holidays right around the corner, my bookie's been in a giving mood. A $250 risk-free bet on Thanksgiving, boosted odds, and free bets every hour of Black Friday, and they continued to give away more freebies for Cyber Monday. Guys, for a sports book that's supposed to just be in the business of making money, they were giving it away. That's just one of the reasons why I've been rolling with my bookie this season. Guys, the fact is, if you're going to put some action on the games, whether you're betting NFL, NCAA, college ball, or college hoops, whatever your preference, you want to do it with a reputable brand like MyBookie. Make your deposit with the promo code GAMECOX. Again, that's promo code GAMECOX, and they'll match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. Put in $200, get an extra 100 to play with. Joining and depositing is a simple process, and it's quick, but more importantly, when it's time to get paid, that's quick too, guys. Again, treat yourself some extra cash in your pocket this holiday season by investing in your intuition. It's not just winter season, it's winning season. So bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Let's get it, guys. What's up, folks? Happy Monday. I'm Chris Phillips. Show's the Spurs Up Show, as always, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. And, of course, I need to say nothing else because you hear that. You hear that sound. You hear the sound of that train horn, folks. All aboard the Shane train. We got a lot to get into here on a Monday. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. But it starts with the Gamecocks naming the 36th head coach in its football history. And that is none other than Shane Beamer, folks. All aboard the Shane train. Welcome to Beamer Ball, folks. And again, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you had a fantastic weekend, guys. I am beyond fired up here on a Monday. I'm beyond fired. I'm thrilled to be talking to you here on a Monday. I'm as excited and as optimistic and as pumped up as I've been for Gamecock football since 2013, and I do not say that lightly. South Carolina hiring its next football coach, Head football coach, I should say, Shane Beamer, getting the job with the Gamecocks. Let's go back 
to Saturday. And again, guys, before I get too carried away, thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the love, support. And again, the 2020 season is in the books. We're going to talk about the Kentucky game in just a second. But thank you guys for the love and support that you all showed over the 2020 season. It was a massive success. Again, I do not take it lightly. We didn't even know if we were going to have football during the summer. So I truly do appreciate you guys. And I appreciate the love and support you guys showed all throughout Saturday, Sunday, into the day here again. Obviously, we're talking on a Monday, but things started to get really, really crazy really on Friday. We should actually go back to Friday. So Friday, Louisiana takes on App State, right? And Billy Napier obviously was one of the lead candidates for the South Carolina job. Um, a guy who I think would have been a good hire for the position. Long story short, Louisiana finds a way to win, but Billy Napier with one of the most baffling play calls I have ever seen in a college football game. Up five points, less than two minutes left. Yes, your long snapper has sucked all night. Instead of bringing out a new long snapper, you decide to snap it to your quarterback and run 40 yards backwards and take a safety to make it a three-point game with a minute and 50 seconds left, giving App State the ball back. Unbelievable. I think that probably should have lost in the job right there, and I think it might have. Again, the, before we really dive into everything, Billy Napier... It comes out on Saturday that he was staying at Louisiana, quote-unquote. He didn't want the job, quote-unquote. Be careful who you listen to as far as the narrative of did he want the job. We have no clue what happened behind closed doors, guys. I have this weird feeling that Bob Castlin and Ray Tanner and the rest of the search committee, if you will, watched that game with Louisiana and App State and said, hmm, he can't handle the pressure in a Sun Belt game. What makes us think he's going to handle it in an SEC game? So, be careful what you listen to. But again, none of that really matters. South Carolina takes on Kentucky Saturday. We keep hearing rumblings, keep hearing rumblings. It comes out after the game. Billy Napier is staying at Louisiana. We basically all know at that point, Shane Beamer's the guy. It starts to leak. Bruce Feldman, SI. Finally, ESPN puts it out. Shane Beamer is the head football coach at the University of South Carolina, the 36th in the football program's history all aboard the Shane train guys again I'm fired up I'm ecstatic I'm elated and I'll say this about the hire because again I know all of you tuning in do not feel the same which is totally fine by the way all of you do not feel the same and again we all saw what happened over the weekend like I said things got crazy out of control Sunday I woke up Sunday <laughs> with kind of the opposite feeling but feeling like this Sunday is going to be very comparable to the Sunday where Will Muschamp got fired. Like, like shit's going down today. That's kind of how I felt. But obviously, the presser today at 2 p.m., 2 p.m. the introductory press conference for Shane Beamer. Um, we've already had movements in the staff as Travaris Robinson has been relieved of his duties, which I know a lot of you are going to be very happy to hear that. And listen, I, you know, nothing against T Rob personally. Thought he was a great dude, thought he was a great personality and someone that knows the game of football. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. No shock at all. I know it's going to continue to come out probably who he's keeping on staff, who he's not. I think at maximum they're going to keep two to three guys on staff. Um, but overall, guys, listen, I'll start with this Shane Beamer getting the job. And again, if you somehow don't know about Shane Beamer and you don't know who he is, let me go down the list for you. As a player, he was a wide receiver and long snapper at Virginia Tech from 1995 to 1999. Part of five bowl teams, three Big East championships. A member of the, a member of the 99 Hokie squad that played for the BCS national title. 
As a coach, his teams have won 62.5% of its games, been a part of 18 non-losing seasons, six of those with double-digit victories. He has also coached in 17 bowl games, including a college football playoff national championship. He has 21 seasons of experience at seven FBS schools. Those schools are Georgia Tech as a GA, Tennessee as a GA, Mississippi State coaching defensive backs, South Carolina, as we all know, coaching DBs from 07 to 08, and then in 2009 to 2010, coached outside linebackers and special teams. He then jumped and coached with his father, Frank Beamer, the legend at Virginia Tech from 2011 to 2015, was the assistant head coach and coached running backs. He was at Georgia for two years, coaching tight ends and special teams. And his most recently was at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley as the assistant head coach and coaching H-backs. And now sits here, folks, again, as the head coach of the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. Like I said, I, I want to dive into this first because, again, I know all of you tuning in, I'm sure, are not thrilled. I, I'm sure a lot of you, not, not I won't say a lot, but a, a fair amount of you are not thrilled. And listen, the one thing I'll say is this. I will not come at a South Carolina fan or demean a South Carolina fan or talk down to a South Carolina fan who is skeptical, who has major questions and concerns, who is worrisome, who realizes the the cons or the risks of hiring Shane Beamer as your head football coach. What I will not entertain is folks being negative just to be negative. Because listen, if you hear the tone of my voice, if you're listening to this point in the show, you obviously hear, I'm 110% behind this guy. You know, a lot of people, I saw some people comment and say, man, Chris, it's like ever since Muschamp got fired, you're like a different guy. Yeah, folks, sometimes that's all it takes. And I'm so excited talking to you today, guys, because I'll be honest with you, for the longest time, I thought to myself, how much longer do I have to go into recording podcasts? And I love to do it either way, but when can I be excited again? And now, for the first time in what feels like forever, I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I'm fired up. I'm excited for the future of Gamecock football. And again, it's going to be a process. It's not going to be a quick fix. We all see what's on the field. We know what's on the roster. But for the first time in what feels like forever, South Carolina has hope again. Again, when I looked at this coaching search, when I looked at this coaching search, I told you guys multiple times, I would have been, even after everything that happened Friday, and I know we all picked fun at Billy Napier and we all were kind of critical of him, whatever, it was fun. I would have been totally fine with Billy Napier getting the job. Would have been fine with Jamie Chadwell getting it. Would have even been fine with Hugh Freeze getting it or Neil Brown. But what I told you guys was this. Every single one of these guys you're interviewing and you're talking to and you're targeting is a risk. Every single one of them. There's no slam dunk hire. There's no Steve Spurrier out there, okay? There's there's not a single guy like that where it's like, that's a no-brainer, you have to hire him. Every single option had pros and cons, and there was risk involved. It was a roll of the dice to some degree with every available candidate. Because listen, you're going to hear a lot, by the way, of BS and just complete shit from national media. Hey, maybe some local media too, but national media, radio hosts, Twitter personalities, uh, TV shows, you name it, about how bad of a hire this is. And South Carolina settled and this is what's wrong with this hire, and this is what's wrong with this hire, and that's what's wrong with that, and that, and that, and blah, blah, blah. Guys, I told you from the jump, if I had one message for Ray Tanner, Bob Caslin, the search committee, everybody involved behind closed doors, I don't give a damn 
what nobody has to say. If you sit down with Shane Beamer or you sit down with Billy Napier or you sit down with Jamie Chadwell or you sit down with any of these guys and you come out that meeting and you say, this guy's our guy, you don't let the outside noise impact. You don't let the outside noise influence it. And so the more that I thought about it with Shane Beamer, because again, I've, I've never, again, I looked at them all the same. I, I never thought Shane Beamer would have been a bad hire. I, 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 you know, we all know the support and the love he got from the former players and the alumni, all that great stuff. It was intoxicating. It's been intoxicating to hear some of the greatest to ever wear the garnet and black support this man and endorse him the way they have. But I've known since the jump, all of these guys are going to be a roll of the dice. But I look at it this way. And again, the more I thought of it is this. If you're going to roll the dice, guys, if you're going to take a risk, unless you interview another guy like a Billy Napier, Chadwell, whoever, unless you interview somebody else where they are just such an outstanding candidate that you can't pass them by, why not roll the dice with one of your own? And I know people say, oh, my God, this guy, he's getting the job just because he loves the school and because, oh, he's getting the job because it's his dream job. Well, yeah, that matters in this scenario, guys. Maybe not in every single coaching search, every single time, finding a guy who fits the culture. You heard that a lot, right, from former players that were on my show. And you heard me say it. Guys that, a guy that fits the culture. And that understands USC and the fan base. And that understands how special this place is. And understands what this place looks like when it's at its absolute best. Maybe that's not the most important thing in every single coaching search. But watching how things unfolded in the Will Muschamp era, watching things we saw and heard on social media, watching how things ended this year, I can see why that was pretty damn important for everybody involved, for all parties involved. That was pretty damn important. I totally understand it. So I just simply look at it as this, guys. And again, for those of you tuning in that maybe aren't thrilled with the Shane Beamer hire. Hey, you're right. He is a huge risk. Shane Beamer's, a, I, again, I will not talk down to or knock a Gamecock. I will welcome the open banter about the risks that are involved with hiring Shane Beamer. Hey, guy's never been a head coach. He's never even been like a top coordinator. Now, Again, there's pros and there's cons. He's worked under some of the greatest head coaches of all time. And you listen to his comments from Sunday about this job and, and what he's learned. And he said, quote, I have been preparing for this moment my entire life. I am ready and excited to be the head football coach at the University of South Carolina. I am thankful to all the head coaches that I have worked for, the assistant coaches and student athletes I have worked with. My family and I are thrilled to be coming back to Columbia and the state of South Carolina. It's not like this guy's never been around the game of football, guys. He's been around Lincoln Riley. He's been around Kirby Smart. He's been around Frank Beamer, who, oh, by the way, his father, a legend, a coaching legend. He's been around Steve Spurrier. He's been around Sylvester Croom. God knows what it takes. He's seen it firsthand. He's coached at that level. He's coached on some big-time ball teams. And specifically with this South Carolina job, he's seen it at his best. Again, a lot of people got exhausted with me talking about the culture fit. Why was that so important? People saying, oh, I don't want to hear the word culture ever again. But in this scenario, it was. And again, if you're South Carolina, I don't give a damn what, 
with all due respect, I go on his radio show all the time. I don't give a damn what Mark Ryan says. Hey, I love Brad Crawford. Love him. My, my guy, one of my friends. I don't give a damn what Brad thinks. I don't give a damn what any outside noise, outside sources, outside people, national media. I don't give a damn what any of them think. South Carolina is a unique job, okay? It's very special. I think South Carolina has all the ingredients to be a big-time program. Is that to the level that Clemson's at? Is that the level Georgia? or I don't know. But I think South Carolina has the pieces to be a big-time program. Fan base, facilities, a recruiting base, the resources. You're in the best conference in America. You have it all. But I don't think USC is a job where you need to keep recycling the same old washed-up coaches. Just do the same old thing. Hire the guy. Everybody expects you to hire. I think South Carolina is a place. And I'm glad the Gamecocks are doing it. South Carolina is a place. And I'm glad, again, they're doing this. That Roll the dice. Take a risk. Let a guy come in. Take in South Carolina as his own. Shane Beamer loves this place. He wants to be here. Again, that's, that's not the only reasons why he got the job, guys. Don't, don't let people on Twitter confuse you, okay? That's not why he got the job. Guy knows football, okay? He wouldn't have got the job if he didn't. But that's an important thing in this scenario. And I think it's awesome that South Carolina has a guy. This is not a, a two, three-year, four-year project. This is a long-term hire. You're hiring Shane Beamer for the next 10-plus years and beyond, assuming all things continue to progress and go well. And that's the other thing. You know, guys, of course, hey, if things go south, we could be in this same scenario in four to five years. We could. Because I, I love the fans who, because again, a lot of people know me as the fire must champ guy, and that's totally fine. I really don't give a damn. Whatever's great for business, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, and a lot of people know me as that way. And I've seen the comments here and there, people saying, oh, yeah, you're going to be the first one calling for his head, blah, 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 blah. Here's what I'd say. Yeah, if in year four he loses to a freshman quarterback and a first-year head coach at a program like North Carolina and then goes 4-8, and eight, yeah, I probably will be calling for his head. No lie. Bottom line, yeah. Hey, guess what? Head coaches in college football don't get 10 years to figure it out. If it's year five and you're doing what Will Muschamp was doing, you probably should be fired. <laughs> Just bottom line, guys. You're getting paid too much money to dilly-dally around. But with that being said, I say this. I said since the very jump of this coaching search, hey, great opportunity for South Carolina to roll the dice. Great opportunity for South Carolina to take a risk. Go off the wall. Think outside the box. Young, offensive-minded guy who is a relentless recruiter. I think Shane Beamer checks all those boxes. And, oh, by the way, he loves the University of South Carolina. He's been here before. He's cut his teeth at this place. So I kind of looked at it. I started to evolve and think of it as this. If you're going to take a chance on a guy, because again, they all had pros and cons. They all had their risks involved. If you're going to take a risk, does Beamer maybe have a little more risk? Maybe. I mean, I would argue how valuable really is winning at Louisiana and Coastal in regards to winning in the SEC. What does that really mean? Who gives a damn? You know who don't give a damn? Recruits. I, they don't give a damn that he won at Louisiana. Nobody cares. If you're going to roll the dice and take a risk, why not do it with the guy who loves this state, 
loves this university, has the support from all of the greatest Gamecocks to ever wear the garnet in black, has the vote of confidence from a guy like Steve Spurrier. Why not roll the dice with that guy? And I'm so happy and so fired up. All aboard the Shane train. Shane Beamer is getting his shot, getting his opportunity. And Coach Beamer, I want you to know from me, from the Spurs Up show, from Gamecock Nation, if you're somehow hearing this message, we are all 120% behind you. 100,000 million percent, sir, behind you. Because again, the one thing we can all relate to, we can all relate with it. Even the people who hate my guts or that hate this hire, we're all pulling for the same thing. We're all pulling for this man to have massive success at the University of South Carolina. And again, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a little bit of a challenge, no doubt. It's not easy to win at South Carolina. Not easy to win big. Not easy to win big. But I also think Shane Beamer, guys, just to be totally honest with you, and this might sound bad, I think he's coming into a perfect situation. Hell, this program has been so beaten and battered, and we're going to talk about that Kentucky game in just a second, by the way. This program is so beaten and battered at this point. <laughs> just make South kind of football fun again, Coach. That's all we're asking. Hey, Coach Beamer could go 5-7 and seven or 6-6 six and six in year one, but, God, if we're scoring points left and right, and game day and games are fun and entertaining, year one's a success. Year, year one's a success, no doubt. But again, guys, I, I'm fired up. I'm ecstatic. I mean, you guys have probably never heard me this happy on a show before, unless maybe when it was we upset Georgia or maybe we beat Auburn. I don't know, whenever. This is as happy and as fired up and just, man, I'm just, I'm so pumped up for this next era of Gamecock football. I'm so pumped up for it. Again, we'll have to wait and see what happens. You never know. This might blow up in South Carolina's face, but you know what? It might not. <laughs> it might not, guys. It might not. And again, we're all going to kind of have to wait. Everything's evolving. Like I said, T-Rob has been fired, which again, I think needed to happen. Uh, OCDC, I'm assuming, will probably be announced sometime today, guys. Just to let you know, I will be going live at 2 p.m. If you're hearing this before, too, I will be going live for Shane Beamer's presser. That will be the Daily Crow on Monday, just to let you guys know. Uh, so we will go live for the entire presser. I'll have takeaways, comments, all that good stuff. And, of course, we'll have that on the Tuesday show as well. But I, for one, am excited. Um, just to let you guys know, shameless plug, TSUS.store, all aboard the Shane Train, and Beamer Ball t-shirts are available. The hottest Shane Beamer merch you can get. But overall, guys, I, I, I'm excited. I'm fired up for a new era of Gamecock football. And again, I, I would say to the Gamecock fan that is pessimistic, that is disappointed, that is upset, I will hear out your concerns. I will hear out your frustrations in the sense of the amount of risk South Carolina is taking. But I would rebuttal you with this. Why? Why? What, what made Billy Napier a better hire? What, what made Jamie Chadwell a better? I know Coastal beat BYU, but Coastal and the South Carolina job are not the same. What, what made those guys any more of a guarantee? And again, maybe it's because I talked to these former players, which is a, a, a blessing in itself. I'm able to talk to these former players and get their feedback and get their opinions and hear it firsthand from them. But, man, I'm riding with our guy. 
I'm riding with our guy. I'm all aboard, man. I'm all aboard the Shane train. And I'm fired up and I'm excited. And uh, I say, why not, guys? Why not us? Like Steve Spurrier said, I'm excited to hear what Shane Beamer has to say in his presser today. Why not us? Why not South Carolina? Coach Beamer has seen it at the absolute top. He's seen it at its absolute best. He recruited some of the best players in school history to ever walk the halls, to ever put the pads on, to ever take the field, to ever run out of the smoke at Willie B. Why not, Coach Beamer? Why not? Give this guy a chance, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm fired up. Um, you know, I, I think this, I honestly, again, went much better than the 2015 coaching search. And, and I've talked about it a ton. And th this isn't to almost even like belittle the Beamer Heights, not, or any other coach. But, guys, the floor was so much higher than when you hired Will Muschamp. Did it even matter? I, I mean, honestly, we are in so much better of a position today than we were five years ago. Because people talk about head coaching experience. What about his head coaching experience? Oh, he doesn't have any head coaching experience. Guess who did? Will Muschamp. I didn't mean jack shit. Bad experience is not better than no experience. So I love the fact we get to see Shane Beamer grow as a head football coach, take in South Carolina as his own, and again, why not Coach Beamer? You never know. You never know what could happen. I'm excited. I think the culture is going to return to Columbia. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens over the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, obviously with recruiting. And he's going to be hiring OC, DC. I'm sure he'll announce that sometime today. Um, which, which commit will be the first commit of the Shane Beamer era? I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely excited for the beginning of this new era, guys. I, I can't – I'm just – I'm overjoyed, I'm elated, I'm ecstatic, I'm fired up. So, all aboard. All aboard the Shane train. Choo-choo! I'm leading the way. All right, we got to talk about this football game really quick. I know a lot of us don't want to. Again, the season's a wash, whatever. But let's talk about South Carolina, Kentucky. What happened on Saturday? The closing of the 2020 football season. Gamecocks falling to Kentucky 41-18. to Thanks a lot, Will Muschamp. Um, first things first, South Carolina went to Lexington with 46 scholarship players. That is wild. That is absolutely wild. The big storyline coming out of this one, guys, and again, I'm going to be brief with this because I know a lot of you are like, Chris, we, we don't even care. We, we don't care that we lost Kentucky. I know, but Kevin Harris hits 1,000 yards. Kevin Harris, what a game for Kevin Harris, man. Unbelievable. What a, what a bright spot he was for not just the South Carolina offense, but this entire South Carolina football team what a year it has been, and what a year it was for Kevin Harris. The first Gamecocks running back since 2013 to hit 1,000 yards. A golf clap for you, sir. Phenomenal. Incredible season from number 20 in Garnet and Black. Just, just wild. So proud of Kevin Harris. I'm so excited for the future of the running back room. Let's go ahead and move, guys, to my biggest takeaway in TSUS game ball so we can fly through this Kentucky recap. Because, again, this was domination from the start. South Carolina was never in this football game. And my biggest takeaway from this Saturday is this, guys. From what I saw, not even so much on the field, but on social media and people I talked to, my biggest takeaway from this Saturday is that we're all happy the season's finally over. <laughs> I mean, just call it for what it is, man. How much can you really take away from what happened on the field Saturday night? I, I'm just, I know we're all happy this season has mercifully come to an end. 
Um, I saw the comments <laughs> for people on Twitter and stuff like that. And I kind of, I kind of got a good laugh because a lot of people were getting so upset. And I'm like, why? I mean, why? The season's a wash. Hey, the most positive thing that happened in the 2020 season, guys, is Will Muschamp got fired. Uh, let's just call it what it is. Will Muschamp finally got fired. So thank God that happened. Um, so again, my biggest takeaway, hey, no offense to anybody, but we're all happy the season's over. It's mercifully over. It's mercifully come to an end. Will South Carolina accept the bowl game? I don't think so. I know that's a question a lot of you are going to ask. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think South Carolina is going to go to a bowl game. I, I just, I don't see any sense. I think the primary focus for Shane Beamer in this group is going to be for the next, today's the seventh. The early signing day is the 16th. Recruit, 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 recruit. Try to salvage something out of a 2021 class. Start to build relationships. You don't need to worry about getting ready for some dumbass Gasparilla Bowl that don't matter in the long run. Recruit your tail off. That, that's what you need to be focused on. I think that's what they'll do. Um, all right, let's hand out some TSUS game balls, guys, really quick, and then present it to you by our friends over at Yardware Signs. And Yardware, guys, Yardware is a veteran-owned and operating company licensed by the University of South Carolina, selling must-have Carolina yard and wall signs. Guys, these signs are made of 12-gauge laser-cut steel, and they come in both garnet and black. Football season is in full swing. Well, actually, it's not. It's actually over. But basketball season is in full swing. Christmas is right around the corner, guys. Less than three weeks until Christmas. This is the perfect gift for any Gamecock fan, guys. Whether it's your boyfriend, girlfriend, cousin, uncle, aunt, mom, dad, I don't care who it is in your life. Maybe you're getting it for a coworker. Maybe you're just getting it for a buddy of yours. If it's a Gamecock fan, they're going to love this gift. You guys see mine in my studio all the time. The detail, the quality, it stands out. And you can put this thing anywhere, by the way, by the way guys. Your yard, your studio, your office, your man cave, your living room, dining room, garage, whatever it may be. If there's a Gamecock fan in your life, and especially your Christmas shopping for them, guys, hey, like I said, Christmas is right around the corner. If you haven't bought it right yet, you need to go do it. You got to go do it. So, again, that's our friends at Yardware Signs. You can check them out at Yardware Signs on social media and go order yours today. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, guys, go order your sign today at YardwareSigns.com. Again, that is YardwareSigns.com. All right, TSUS Game Balls, again, presented to you by our friends at Yardware so this one was kind of interesting because you guys know normally, normally I give game balls on offense and defense, correct? Correct. And it's, yeah, I, I, I don't want to kick a man while he's down, but <laughs> the defense as a whole, I can't give a game ball. I, I just can't do it. I simply cannot do it. You know, 16 scholarship players made the trip, and it certainly looked like it. You give up 41 points to Kentucky on the road. So I'm going to give two balls, two – that sounded bad. Pause. I'm going to give two game balls <laughs> to offensive players. And my first game ball, of course, guys, goes to Kevin Harris. Unbelievable game from him. Kevin, truly the bright spot of this Gamecocks ball team. 21 carries for 210 yards. This man averaged 10 yards a carry. And he had a touchdown in the game, a long of 59 as well. Unbelievable that South kind of went 2-8 and eight with him. I, just crazy that South kind of went 2-8 and eight with Kevin Harris in their backfield. So he gets one of my game balls. The second game ball, again, offense 2.0 game ball. This guy, to me, deserves recognition almost as any, as any on this football team. And he had his first career receiving touchdown, first touchdown at the receiver position, and that is the carry-on joiner. Dak joiner, four catches for 43 yards, but he had the touchdown. And I'm more so giving this game ball to Dak because he's a guy who's battled, who's fought, who's dealt with turmoil, had to change positions, 
hell, I've said it before. I think he needs a transfer. I, I feel bad for the guy because I think he's ha- he has athletic talents and gifts, but he doesn't see the field. And I don't know why. Maybe Shane Beamer's a guy who can get him on the field. But Dak Joyner, my friend, you deserve a game ball. So again, the game balls this week. Kevin Harris and the carry-on joiner. All right, let's talk briefly South Carolina basketball. Um, guys, we'll dive more deeply into basketball as we go into the season because, again, wrapping up football stuff, and I know that is the main focus from fans, people that tune in the show, and I do want to acknowledge what's going on in basketball, but you guys care about football. Let's call it what it is. But I do certainly want to talk about it. Gamecocks falling to Houston. Um, fought really, really hard in the first half. Had the lead, had a four-point lead, and then, of course, you know, you knew it was going to be a tough game. The 10th-ranked Houston Cougars at their place. I expected Houston to play a much better second half. TJ Moss, I will say, kudos to him, looks like a totally different player from a year ago. But you've basically put yourself in a scenario where you cannot afford to lose another non-conference game for South Carolina. Um, because we all know it's been the non-conference losses <clears throat> that have killed the Gamecocks as far as getting in the tournament. And, and I listen... I am not on the fire Frank Martin train. Not at all. You know, I really would like to not be known as the guy who is calling for every coach's head. I don't want to be known as that guy, and I'm not on the fire Frank Martin train. But again, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. With this year's team, with this starting five, with this depth, if you don't make the NCAA tournament in this season of Frank Martin, you have to start looking yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, do we need to make changes and I'm not saying even that's a change with the head coach but do we need to change things so I can stomach this one again Houston the 10th ranked team in the country very good basketball team they beat you to the punch in the second half and again you knew they were going to play you tough in the second half and I you know it's disappointing especially when you had the lead at halftime to see you get throttled at the end of the game and I mean especially with you feel like just rubbing salt in the wound, right? Like, the football game was already bad enough. It's like, oh, maybe let's check on basketball, see if something good will come out of that. Nope, absolutely not. Um, so, hopefully, Frank and the boys can get together. Obviously, Thursday, you have a game against Wofford, which is a really – that's a huge game, I think, for this basketball team. That is a huge, huge game, that game against Wofford. So, we'll see what happens. Again, if it sounds like I'm kind of rushing a little bit, we do have – I had this conversation with Perry Orth that's going to be on the show. Having about 10 minutes, so I'm trying to wrap up here, guys. But, again, I'm going to start diving a lot deeper into the basketball content as we start moving throughout the season. Because, again, had to take care of football. That takes precedent. Obviously, that is priority. But now the regular season is over. We are going to dive headfirst into basketball content. So, again, I did not want you guys to think that I was putting it to the side on purpose or whatever. But, again, hopefully Frank Martin and the boys – you got to get your guards going. You got to have Lawson, Coos, TJ Moss. Hannibal's got to play better. Manaya's got to play better. Um, you got to have your guards because the guards are the strength of this team. And if your guards don't play well, nobody's going to play well. So, again, that Thursday game against Wofford, we're going to break it down later this week. A huge, huge game for Frank Martin and the squad. All right, let's go ahead and dive into listeners' questions and voicemails. We got a ton, and we'll start with our voicemails. Yeah, I reckon. Well, have a good night, Chris. Bye. 
That was Mike Bobo, a.k.a. Sling Blade, on the voicemail line, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Incredible. Incredible. Um, okay, all right, let's go on another voicemail here. What's up, man? Chris calling from, uh, I want to guess, South Carolina. And, man, I just want to say, you know, it's been a long, rough year. Got to look at the positives, man. Break the news. Just got a uh, Shane Beamer, you know, as we all expected. We got hell of a running back and a quarterback. I think if we develop them, they could be two of the greatest to ever play in the Garnet and Black. Mm-hmm. But uh, my question for you is, what do you think the turnaround is for South Carolina? You know, this year, obviously, what what was it, two and eight? How do you think Shane Beamer and his staff? We'll get this program back to where we want it to be. How long do you think it takes, and what's it going to take for us to do? Thanks, man. Go Cox. Yeah, man. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the voicemail. Hey, the love from North Augusta, man. Shout out to my home city. Appreciate you calling in. Um, you talk about the turnaround with Shane Beamer. You know, listen. I, I truly do believe, and and I know it. It feels crazy to say it, and it felt crazy to put it on social media. But again, has Will Muschamp left this program in a worse spot than Steve Spurrier did when he quit in the middle of the season? I mean, seriously, I think I think he did. I actually think he did. I, I really do. But with that being said, I'm just one that I believe, especially if you go back to a normal schedule next year, which fingers crossed everything's going to be normal in 2021 for the most part, I truly believe Making a bowl game should always be the minimum expectation for South Carolina. Like, you you have enough players, you have the resources, you have the facilities, you have the fan support. You should be able to make a bowl. Again, to get back to where we want it to be, what does that mean for you, sir? Are you talking winning seven or eight or nine games and winning an Outback Bowl? Are you talking winning double-digit games? This thing's going to take some time to get back to competing for SEC East titles. I think it's going to take three to four years. I do. You need to let Shane Beamer get his recruits in, get his guys in there, implement his systems, build the culture. That's the biggest thing. Build the culture. Because, again, none of these guys on the roster right now are his guys. They're all must-champ guys. What does that mean for the future? How many dip out? How many does he cut? How many transfer? I don't know, but that is going to be something he's going to have to work on and develop. But, again, the biggest thing, and this is what Muschamp wasn't able to do, the biggest thing is showing progress. As long as they can continue to show progress, continue to build, that's all South Carolina fans are asking for. Realistically, how long will it take South Carolina to get back to competing with the Florida, Georgias, I would say Tennessee, but they're a train wreck. How long will it take South Carolina to get back to that? I say probably three to four years. And these first two to three, you're really establishing the culture getting your players in there, implementing your systems. But again, I don't think this is some massive rebuilding project, okay? I think there's talent on this roster, and I think if utilized the right way and developed, South Carolina can go out next year and make a bowl game. I fully 110% believe that. But hey, appreciate the voicemail. Appreciate the question. Hey, Chris, it's Phil up in New Hampshire. Well, the season is finally over. What a miserable season it was. Um you know, I think my old lady's really happy about the season being over because I'm a miserable Carolina fan after they lose. But I woke up this morning feeling very hopeful, like I've, you know, I've been saying the past couple weeks. I'm elated for Shane Beamer. He's one of us. Uh, he cut his teeth with the program. 
Uh, obviously, there's a lot of uh, people throwing shade his way because he's never been a head coach. He's learned under the best. Let's give him a chance, Gamecock Nation. Let's give him a chance to build something here. I'm glad Napier didn't get the job. Ecstatic for Beamer. Now we're looking forward. I will mention one thing. Jamie Chadwell in Coastal Carolina is 10-0. I hope that we, in five years from now, don't look at him as the one that got away. I hope we've got the guy in Shane Beamer. It, it's a feel-good hire because he's one of us. Now he has to go out there and start building the program. All the haters are going to shut up as soon as he starts winning. That's what it's all about. Go Cox. Hey, Phil, always appreciate the voice, man. And yeah, like I said, I, I agree with you. I echo your sentiments. And yeah, no, listen, I, I understand the 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 sick feeling maybe in some people's stomach about Jamie Chadwell and the success they're having. But guys, does it not kind of feel like a flash in the pan year for Coastal? Like just because they're having this year, they're having a Coastal does not mean he is some guarantee to be like the next Nick Saban. I just don't see that. You know, I, again, I'm not trying to take away anything from what Coastal's done this year, but I mean, I'm also not going to crown him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to crown Jamie Chadwell as the next Nick Saban. He'd have been just as much a risk as Shane Beamer is. So, if you want to disagree with me, that's totally fine. But I, like I said, Phil, appreciate the call, man. I'm excited for the Shane Beamer era. And yeah, like you said, now he's got to start building the program. And the biggest thing, the, the thing that will shut people up the quickest that are skeptical of him, let's go win some football games. Hey, Chris, wanted to call in. Uh, not really much you can really say about the game other than, you know, said it multiple times this year, hats off to Kevin Harris getting a 1,000 yards. Rushing for 200 yards again, like, I, if there is one silver lining to take away from this god-awful, dreadful season – it's the fact that South Carolina legit has a beast running back, and I wasn't expecting that this year. And going into next year, you know, I've, I've said this before, you've said this on the show, you're going to have Kevin Harris, you're going to have Marshawn Lloyd back, you know, you're still going to have Deshaun Finway, Rashad Amos, and hopefully Saquandre White comes back. You know, the running back room with Luke Bleak once Lloyd went down is the strength of not only the offense but the team. And I'm really excited for that. Also, you know, sounding like Beamer's the guy. I, I, I see a lot of people are just kind of up in arms about it. And want Chadwell, Napier, and it's like, look, let the man take the job. Let's see what he does. Hopefully he hires a good staff. This isn't something that we need to have a quick reaction, especially his first year. Give him a few years. We'll, reass we'll assess where we're at. Um, I, I, I think it's a good hire. Also, wanted to ask you a question to follow up on the podcast Monday is, who do you think will hit the transfer portal? I know Helensky's the that's probably not really a hot take, but who else do you see leaving? Anyways, looking forward to the show Monday. Talk to you later, Chris. Hey, Tim, appreciate the voicemail as always, man. I, I'll say this again. I echo everything you're saying with Shane Beamer. I'm really excited, obviously, to start the Beamer era. And, yeah, the running back room, the future of that position. Like you said, Amos has looked fantastic in, in limited reps as well. And Zaquandre White's a baller. And, yeah, I am very, very excited um, for the future of that position. But the overall transfer reporter, man, it's it's really tough to say. I, I mean, because it goes on an individual basis. Uh, I think Shiloh Sanders is gone. I think he plays – with it for his dad over at Jackson State. 
Um, I think Jamie Robinson might be gone. I think Jordan Birch might be gone. Um, offensively, I really don't know. I think Marshawn Lloyd will stay. I do think that Ryan Helinski is most likely gone, but you never know. But, um, I, you know, that's going to have to be something we're going to have to follow. Let's go ahead and knock out these listener questions, guys. Like I said, I got to knock out this interview with Perry Orth. Uh, Jordan Portella, 93, who do you think will be Beamer's coordinators? Uh, the ones I've heard, Garrett Riley for OC, Barry Odom for DC. If they could have anybody from there, I have no idea. Um, let's see, Lil underscore Sutter. I think I'm out on Doty. All he has is athleticism. Would love to see Ryan. You never know. Maybe Ryan does stay. I don't know. I, I no idea. Uh, 86 Web, can we please go with Jordan? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> Um, Ethan dot cook 47. What offensive scheme do you think we'll run with Beamer at head coach? I think it'll be up tempo spread throwing the football over the place, but I do think the running game will still have a big part of this offense. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. WM underscore four IV. What can we expect next season with Beamer? I think making a bowl game is very realistic, but I'm hoping it's going to be a fun brand of football to watch. Again, we're going to find out a lot more what Shane's all about in his introductory press comments today. Uh, let's see. Last question. DJC3786, keep Bobo on or not? Who does Shane put on his staff? If he wants to keep Bobo, fine. I wouldn't keep Bobo, but that's just me. Um, who does Shane put on his staff? Again, I talked about Riley. I talked about Odom. I think it, I think Connor Shaw will stay on staff, by the way, and I think you'll see a, a, a couple more former Gamecocks join the staff as well, just to give you guys kind of an idea. But again, guys, that's going to do it for me. Wrapping up the show, guys. Appreciate tuning in. Now, we've got former Gamecocks quarterback, Perry Orth joining the show for a conversation. Obviously, had Perry on the show before, a fantastic friend of mine, a great person, obviously Gamecocks quarterback, talking the Shane Beamer hire, the 2020 season, AC floor. He just won a state title, by the way. So congrats to Perry, guys. So again, thank you so much for the love support. It's going to be a crazy week. It's going to be a crazy next couple of weeks. And I am excited. All aboard the Shane train, folks. This train, this train is leaving, headed to Atlanta, Georgia, in the near future, folks. Enjoy this interview with former Gamecocks football player and quarterback, Perry Orth. All right, very excited, guys. Joining us here on the Spurs Up show, we had him on the show, God, I don't know, was it two, three years ago? Uh, it, it's been a very, very long time, but I'm very pleased to get him back on the show. Former Gamecocks quarterback, if you remember, played from 2013 to 2016 during his career threw for 2,595 yards, 12 touchdowns for the Gamecocks, won some big ball games during his time as well, and I'm very excited to have him on now. Also, a state champion and an engaged man. He's had a hell of a week, former South Carolina quarterback Perry Orth. Perry, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Like I said, dude, I had you on. I don't know if you remember, man. It was way back in the day. Wasn't even called the Spurs Up show then, so I, I, no, I'm glad we're, we're doing uh... this. Yeah, I caught you right at the the infancy <laughs> stages, man, and, uh, and you really hit the ground running, and Gained a lot of traction, and I'm, I'm glad to finally get back on. Yeah, I think you were the first guest, actually. That, that's that's the cool hey, thing. Hey, that's up. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, you were the first guest. But obviously, hey. again, we have you on. I know we talked about your career previously, and I know you're limited on time. So I want to jump right into what's been going on this weekend. We're talking Shane Beamer being hired as South Carolina's football coach. But before we talk about that, again, the 2020 season did happen. It did wrap up. I want to get, again, your overall takeaways from what you saw on the field. I know it's tough because South Carolina dealing with injuries and opt-outs and COVID, and you lose your head coach midseason. I think through all of that, there were bright spots to take away, even throughout a 2-8 and eight season. You saw some things. I know, obviously, you look at the quarterback position with – I think Colin Hill did nice things. I think that, you know, obviously, quarterback is the position you blame first. And I heard a lot of your comments in midseason about the way people were talking about Colin, especially – after the LSU game and just what the limited resources he had to work with. You saw it with the yeah. wide receiver position and all that, all that. But 
Kevin Harris, I mean, what a phenomenal season. Luke Doty, I think, showed you some really nice flashes. And, uh, I mean, heck, when you had a healthy defense somewhat, you know, they, they played their tails off at times. But the overall 2020 season, your takeaways, if any, I mean, what, was there anything you can take away as far as what Shane Beamer and this new coaching staff can build on going into next year? No, man, you're, I, I just – I think that we had promise early. Um, and then after the LSU loss, it like the, the sales were taken out. And, um, and then obviously when they split waves with coach Muschamp is when the wheels came off the wagon um, and players just decided to, you know, do their own thing. And I feel like I've talked in circles about it and it's just, it's a, it's a shame that they couldn't ride out the, the rest of the season with their teammates, but you know, it's a business and they got to do what they got to do. And, and uh, I think that with coach Beamer coming in, just looking at that Gamecock football tweet of, of how emotional he was talking about the Easter egg hunts coach Spurrier and his staff used to have out on Williams Bryce. I think that there will be a little bit of a different culture. Obviously we wish coach much must champ the best and, and all those guys, it's a bittersweet day, you know, cause you're excited about the new coach, but I remember watching those guys in 2015 pack their bags, like literally in cardboard boxes, getting stuff out of their office. And it was like, it was the first time I'd really realized like how much of a business this is and their job was dependent upon your play. And I feel like that next year, um, I'm not saying I took it more seriously. It was just more real. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a bittersweet day because we're excited about the future, but also, you know, people are losing their jobs and having to restart. And um, it's just a, it's an interesting, tough day, but 2020 season, um, not very impressive two and eight, probably one of the worst seasons that we've ever had here. Um, but, uh, you know, injuries and COVID and we could blame it on everything. I just don't think the guys were really bought in to what was happening. Um, unfortunately, I think Colin Hill, again, did some good things, but a, a pocket passer needs talent around him. And he had one running back that ran the ball well, obviously, all year as a stud. Besides that, he didn't have any help. He really didn't, and it's a shame. Um, and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to recruit the receiver position better now because for some reason that has been just non-existent since Brian Edward. You know, Shai Smith was a stud, obviously, and is a stud, but you can't have your number one primary target be a slot guy. It's right. just it's, it's You're going to put yourself in a bind. And then defensively, you know, we had a couple good flashes. J.C. Horn had the big game versus Auburn, but – Again, I think that, you know, both of those corners played as individuals and um, they're, they're going to make a lot of money and, and congrats to them. Um, and we're happy for them and glad they're Gamecocks. So moving forward, excited as crap about Coach Beamer. I didn't play for him. He didn't recruit me. He was already gone. But, um, you know, I've heard incredible things. Every, every single former player, Garcia, uh, Marcus, Connor, Dylan, all these guys that I've asked to talk to about, they were like, we got to bring this guy back. One, because he was a part of the culture that was established of, of winning and, and holding South Carolina football to a higher standard. But then right. the next thing was he loves Columbia. He loves South Carolina. Columbia is a lot in the, in the sense of the town is a lot like Blacksburg in, mm -hmm. in Virginia, Virginia Tech, right? Smaller town, college town, but has, you know, the people are bought in and they're good, just wholesome folks. And, um, there's a lot of similarities there and he wants to be here. You know, people will say, well, of course he wants to be here. They're going to pay him millions of dollars to coach football, right. but he wants to be a Gamecock. This was his quote dream job. There's a difference between wanting to be a division one football coach, head coach. And there's a difference between wanting to be a Gamecock. 
And like Luke Doty, you, you want guys like that that want to be a Gamecock. The other guys, they can go. We've seen enough of them. And, and I'm happy for them, and I'm glad they're making money. And, and I wish I was making millions playing the NFL as well. But there's something to be said, and, and the teams are better when people are bought in and want to be a part of your program. You can take less and do more when people are bought in. And, and just t- talking about AC Flora, mm-hmm. these guys, these high school kids, man, they're bought into being Falcons. And they, they played that way. They, they practiced that way. They played together as a team week in and week out. And, man, we didn't have a team that even sniffed competing with us the entire season. It was something like I had never seen before. Our closest game was 41 to 21. Wow. And and, and it's because people wanted to be there. Um, and so I'm excited for South Carolina because I feel like now you're going to have some of that mojo back. And um, I, I would expect a good, a good turnaround and, and some big-time momentum here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and a lot to unpack there, Perry. Again, before we move into Shane Beamer specifically, because, again, you say you talked to a lot of your former teammates, I want to talk to you about Luke Doty. You're a quarterback guy. You played the position. He took over in the last few games. And, of course, a mixed bag, and he's going to have those – you know, he had those freshman growing pains. But he did some nice things as well. And, you know, I said after the Missouri game, and, and I warned people, I was like, you know, I'm not trying to anoint the kid or anything, but just calling it like you see it, it looked like a freshman Connor Shaw. He has the same type of style of game. Again, I'm not saying he's going to have – those successes because, hey, Connor had a really good team around him. And like you said, at the quarterback position, you need athletes all around you. But, again, you're a guy, you have QB1 athletics, you coach the position, you know the position. What are things – and, again, you still have Ryan Linsky. He's got some decisions to make. And then Colton Gothier coming in. But for what my money's worth, I would bet on that Luke Doty's in a pretty good spot to be the quarterback of at least the near future for Shane Beamer and this new offensive staff because I think – and, again, you can talk more to this. I think they're going to go spread up tempo, more modern offense. But – what are some things you see from Luke Doty at the quarterback position, things you like, don't like, or what he's got to work on, develop, and what do you expect Shane Beamer and that, that coaching staff to most emphasize to him as he goes into this 2021 year? Well, he's athletic, and you can't put a price tag on that. He's an elite athlete, so the game's coming to him quicker. Um, you know, you, Again, you, you took Colin Hill out and put Luke Doty into an offense with not, not too many playmakers around him besides the running back. Um, and then Shai Smith was hurt for one of those games. So – you know, it's an uphill battle for, for, for a young guy. Um, the next thing is, you know, I heard these, these sayings that they call it Luke Doty Thursday because he's ultra positive and upbeat. I mean, that's a guy you build a program around. The guy wants to be here who's positive, is upbeat, who, you know, you, you're taking games on the chin, but he's coming back for more every day. You can build a team around guys like that. You know, things to work on. I mean, he's young. The, the downfield passing game will come to him as long as he's being properly taught. Um, he's got all the talent in the world to have a great college career. Um, you know, he's got a good arm. He's super athletic, can run. There's so much you can do with him. Like you said, that up-tempo spread offense, the, you know, the Lincoln Riley type stuff at Oklahoma, you know, the rumors are swirling about getting his brother as the OC. Um, so um, he, he's a guy that you can build on. Then, then you build on positives. You look at the running backs, um, Marshawn Lloyd yeah. and um, Kevin Harris. I mean, those guys, they're going to be able to run the football. I mean, Call it what call it what it is, and you get a couple other, get maybe a couple of JUCOs, a couple of transfer in guys, you know, grad transfers to come help stimulate that receiving core, uh, and you're right back in the mix. Play some good defense, and 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 you're looking at at least 500. I mean, that that should be the absolute bare minimum of wins at South Carolina every year. Is the seven and five, six and I mean that that will be 
I believe in a few years that standard will be unacceptable. It will be eight, nine, 10, 11. Um, I think that it, it's obviously you're capable of doing it here. Coach Spurrier did it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Shane Beamer is going to bring a whole new um, perspective to it. And then, you know, who knows who he'll bring in, having his dad around, having maybe potentially Bud Foster around, mm-hmm. whether he's, you know, rumors talking about him being a defensive <laughs> coordinator or even coming back and being a defensive analyst and being somebody up in the box. I mean, dude, these are Hall of Fame guys that you're having, you know, in your back pocket. And then the best part about him, he's young, he's upbeat. Um, there's a lot of there, there's a bright future, but I know I'm talking in circles again. But going back to to Luke, I mean, there's a lot of good things that you can build on with him. For sure. So speaking on Shane Beamer specifically, obviously, again, we're talking on Sunday night. Shane going to have his introductory press conference tomorrow on Monday or today when the show's coming out at 2 p.m. But again, you mentioned kind of what some of your former teammates and guys, you know, like I said, and I told fans this again, with all of the candidates, Perry, that I saw, there was a roll of the dice. To some degree. There wasn't a Steve Spurrier out there where it's like, oh, that's a no brainer. You have to hire him. It's a slam dunk, whatever. Every single candidate I saw had pros and cons, and there was a risk to each. Even the Chadwells, even the Billy Napiers, even the Hugh Freezes, the Neil Browns, whoever it was. But it became intoxicating the way that – and, again, I'm somebody I've been blessed enough, again, like yourself, like others. I mean, you probably saw I had a guy like DJ Swearinger on the show. When, when you hear guys like that endorse this guy – and again, like you said, and I said this before, maybe in this and other searches, that wouldn't be such a big deal. But we saw it fall off to such a degree that you like you talked about getting the culture back, getting the standard back to what it was. And again, Shane Beamer's a guy who's seen South Carolina football at its height. Again, he left right before those 11 win seasons, but he's he's seen it build up to that. He knows what it's capable of. And like you said, this is his quote unquote dream job. But when you hear guys like Steven Garcia, like Pat DeMarco, DJ Swearinger, Devontae Holloman, Dylan Thompson. And again, these aren't just guys. These are the greatest to Marcus Lattimore. They're the greatest to ever wear the uniform at South Carolina, a lot of them. And was recruited by every by Every one of those names was recruited by Shane Beamer. Exactly. And he he had mean, a major hand in all of them. If not, he was the main guy. Um, yeah, just, just talk about, again, I know you went, you know, into some detail, but what those guys have said about him again, I, I, and I will not knock a South Carolina fan for being, you know, nervous or even a little skeptical because he has no head coaching experience. But what I say is this Perry, and I said this all throughout the search, I think this is the great, a perfect time to roll the dice on a guy. And if you're going to roll a dice on the guy, like you were saying, why not roll the dice on the guy who wants to be here? who has been here before he cut his teeth at this program. Again, he's the son of a legend. He's been around a bunch of legendary head coaches. Why not roll the dice with a one of your own, you know, instead of just a, a complete stranger. So just speak to that and what your former teammates have said. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you, you've, that, that has to take, and I'm sure it took heavy consideration. Um, you know, you, you're right about the other coaches. Nobody ever is a slam dunk hire. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest quote unquote slam dunk hires was Tom Herman at Texas. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the dude had Houston rolling yeah. and and he goes to Texas and they can't figure it out. <laughs> so what, what, what are we, you know, where are we coming up with these? Okay. Well, they're good at one school and he's guaranteed to do well. And I get the head coaching experience, but he's been here before. I'd rather take a guy that's been here before mm-hmm. and recruited the landscape of, of what it takes to be great here. Um, than somebody who has to restart and build relationships with high school coaches and, you know, learn the lay of the land of, of how, what it takes to be a Gamecock. And, I mean, he knows his way around Columbia. I mean, you got to start with there. These people are human beings, too. So just the overall comfortability of him being here. I'm not going to say that he's going to 
lead South Carolina to a national title. I hope he does. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not predicting that, but I think that there's something to be said when you have all these former great South Carolina players who were recruited by him, were so hungry for him. Well, it's because there there's, and I don't know what it is exactly. There's they, they all just loved him. I think that he's a personable guy. He made it fun. He's a guy you want to spend time with and be around. And, 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 and from what I've seen and from what I've heard from those guys is he's got a very similar, and I know this is like a, a curse word around these parts, but he's very similar to the coach up the street up at Clemson. Mm-hmm. He's going to go out and get some dang good coordinators. He's going to be the figurehead of our program. You take the offense, you take the defense, and I'll run the program and recruit. Mm-hmm. It, it Listen, man, I, I'm not a genius, but it's worked pretty good for Clemson. <laughs> Um, and, and so I, I really believe that that's a great motto, uh, a, a great model to run a program. Um, and I know I'm going to keep talking about AC Flora, but that's what our head coach does. Dustin Curtis at Flora. He's, a, he is the figurehead of our program. He does a lot of the relations with, you know, the outside world. Um, but he's, he hired two great coordinators to handle the offense and the defense. And I mean, we won the state title, you know, and undefeated and, had good players, obviously, but, um, you know, he, he, he was basically a glorified administrator, just letting guys do their job, go out and hire good coaches, let them do their job. And, and you go out and recruit great players and build a culture where people want to be here. People want to be at Clemson. Sorry, Gamecock fans. It's the truth. Kids want to go to Clemson. I mean, there, I saw an ad today. They're doing a friggin' Disney movie on Clemson (laughs) for God's sakes. I mean, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but, but think about 10 years ago, Clemson maybe wasn't two and eight, but they were right there here trying to mm-hmm. figure out which way was up. And, mm-hmm. and now they're getting movies made after them. So mm-hmm. it can obviously be done. You just have to get the right guy. And I think that for right now, um, Shane Beamer looks like, looks like a potentially the right guy. Yeah, for sure. I'm really excited. Obviously, the next couple of days, I'm sure we're going to find out the OCDC, who those guys are going to be, staff changes, and he's obviously going to hit the recruiting trail. Perry, I know you're limited on time, so before we get you out of here, out of here you talked about AC Floor. You guys just won the state title last night, crushed North Myrtle Beach. Um, I'm going to give you a second to just talk on those guys. Again, you just mentioned your head coach, but obviously a magical season, and you finally got a ring, sir. We were talking off air. Obviously, you never won one in high school, and obviously at South Carolina never won a, a title or anything, but you get a ring as a coach. And, again, I know you spent a lot of time coaching quarterbacks, coaching that position. You've been at floor, I guess, what, a couple of years now. Um, yeah. But you get the state title ring, man. How does that feel? Just get, get oh, take man. a moment to appreciate your boys and the season you guys had. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. We uh, got a, had a great – just a, it, the, the player-led team. Our defensive line was about as good as you'll ever see in high school football. Um, they, those guys were fantastic. We run a three, four front and we, we really play two coverages, cover two and cover three. We tackled well on defense. And I think we averaged, um, you know, we gave up on average eight points a game and, wow. <laughs> and then on, and then on offense, we averaged, I think it was 49 a game. Pretty good. And, pretty good spread. <laughs> yeah. And so we were a heavy favorite in a lot of the games that we played in our quarterback was a stud. Ethan Bemis, he's a limestone commit going to play for Brian Turk, my old um, quarterback analyst when I was at Carolina. So it's cool for me to coach a kid who's now going to go play for a guy that coached me. Um, You know, he finished with 19 touchdowns and one interception on the season. Um, Efficiency at its best. And then we rushed for, I think we rushed for 200 last night. So that would have put us over 1,500 rushing yards in four playoff games. 
Um, we ran the ball as well as anybody and, and, uh, Ken Floyd and his guys they're they're awesome on offense, man. I enjoyed working with him and look forward to doing it again in the future. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, high school football, man, is, is something else. It, high school kids are the best. They, they, they are so fun. They're so passionate, but there's so much correlation between whether it's high school, college, the NFL, the best teams are the player led teams. The, our coaches never had to motivate this team. If somebody was slacking, one of the seniors or one of the, the leaders on the team were, would jump on them and get them going to make sure that there was no slacking off. It, it, was, it was pretty cool for me to see because, you know, my whole life you hear, okay, the best teams are the player run teams and blah, blah, blah. And I played on some good teams growing up as a kid, and I think we were good because we just had better, better talent. Um, but they, they really took leadership to a whole new level and, and they played well. And, um, it was, it was an enjoyable season, man. Football is, is obviously the best sport ever. And, and then anytime you can cap it off, which is the highest you can go in high school, which is the state title and to win that, um, it was a special night. Yeah. Well, again, Perry, congratulations. And like you said, Connor Shaw said it best a few weeks ago, the best cultures are player led. I, I think no 100% you speak to it. And I mean, I, as a former college athlete myself and athlete in general, I, I agree with you 110%. It's, it, it, it speaks volumes, but uh, again, let everybody know also you're still doing QB one athletics. So if there's anybody tuning in, obviously, um, I mean, I guess, you know, let everybody know, obviously you're still doing that. Just kind of let everybody know what Perry Orr's doing with the, I know you and Garcia both, the old legend himself, still uh, fighting the good fight training quarterbacks. So. Yeah, no, so we're still mm -hmm. still here in Columbia training quarterbacks. Been doing it for now going on five years, which is terrifying to believe. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Garcia and I will do camps together, and, man, it, it's grown and turned into something. You know, now you got kids going all over the place, all over the country to play quarterback. You know, Hunter Helms is a kid I coached for four years. He's one of the backups at um, at Clemson and has actually a couple touchdown passes on the year. And, um, Grayson Underwood at the Citadel. And you, you got guys like that that are um, started with me. The first lesson on that cold, cold winter day back at Hammond in early 2017. Now they're off in college. It, um, it's remarkable. So it, it um, it's been fun. I, I'm definitely a better coach than I'm a player. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so uh, if you want to come out and get some work, let me know. Yeah, for sure. Hit him up. QB1 Athletics. You guys know Perry. Appreciate you taking the time, man. It's been a pleasure to watch you from afar do what you've been doing. Grow, obviously, as a person, coach, and obviously it's paying off state title. You guys are rolling with QB1 Athletics. But uh, appreciate you taking the time, man. I'll leave you with this. All aboard the Shane train. Let's get it going. So Yeah, uh, we're, we're on it. I'm hopping on it. <laughs> we're going to ride it until, until. Yeah, absolutely, until. So he's Perry Orth. I'm Chris Wiltz. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll catch you next time with an episode of the Spurs Up Show. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.